All right. What's up, TIW Mafia? JP here with Big Joe, and we got Johnny B. Bad, Marvelous Mark Mero. He's been in every major company, I think, out there in pro wrestling. How's it going tonight, Mark? Hey, guys. Good to see you. Or hear you. <laughs> You're lucky. You don't have to see us. Neither If we had, if people had to see us, we'd have no listeners. Yeah, seeing us isn't a good thing. <laughs> now, Mark, how are things going? I think you've been out of wrestling for quite a bit. You know, it's it's funny when it, you know when we used to wrestle with WCW WWE, we used to do you know upwards in 200, 250 cities a year, crazy travel, you know. And I remember when I retired from wrestling, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, thank goodness I don't have to do this anymore. And then what do I do? I get speaking, and now I'm doing 250 cities again. <laughs> That's yeah, champion of choices. You're all over social media with that stuff, and it's just such a positive thing. And the bullying is. The anti-bullying campaigns are so strong right now, and bullying is just going away, hopefully. Well, you know, I don't think it's ever going to go away, guys. And unfortunately, we're dealing with a lot more than that now. It's, you know, with the suicide and the and the anxiety and the depression that students are, are experiencing today that, uh, you know, we're seeing the numbers just escalate every year. I mean, visits to the ER for suicide attempts doubled in one year, went from half a million last year to over a million this year. So it's a it's a real sad situation that we're dealing with. And um, we've got to look at the, uh, the the mental health wellness of these young people today. Yes, that's something. The mental health stuff is something we've touched on a lot over the past with, like you said, the suicides and that type of thing. And it goes hand in hand. Guys, let's be nice to each other. Like yeah. myself, I, de- I deal with depression and PTSD myself. And I try to advocate for that as much as I can. And I feel myself by by me telling my stories and me being out with mine and being open and not hiding it, that I, I've already know I've helped a few people come to grips with their own and be able to be like, yeah, you know what? Oh, Joe, if you can do it, I can do it. Man, that's beautiful. I'm so glad to hear that because I think that one of the problems we have is so many people feel like, um, you know, that they're they're the only one going through it, or they're they're alone, or or they don't matter. And they hear someone else talk about it, they go, "Oh my gosh, I I can share my story." Because when you share your story, you actually help somebody else to to feel like they're not alone and, and know they matter and know that it's okay to talk about it. Give you, you build props that, you there. Build man. That, you build that commonality. Yes. And it's sad today in today's day and age that more people will be open about being a drug addict where back in the day that was the hidden fact then you have people saying that they need someone to talk to you know there's such a stigma on, on mental health today and then we got to be open about it we all go through stuff man i go through stuff you know it's like we all and i think that's why the kids really can relate to me is because when i'm on stage i really share and be completely open and vulnerable up there and they see that and that's where i get so many letters and we're able to help so many of these kids today if I can take a minute real quick, I have a I have something to read to you, Mark. It's a friend of mine. She she six years ago you went to her high school. And when I posted this morning on Instagram the the flash page of you coming on the show, she messaged me telling me that you came to her high school and you did one of those programs and that it really stuck with her. She doesn't remember a lot, but I'm gonna read to you what she said to me. If you wanna hold on one sec. Here we go. Sure. She says, 
that day in school, remember that day we had a mandatory program. I wasn't looking forward to it at all. But we, but when I got there, it was obvious it wasn't like the other mandatory programs my school made us go to. This is actually interesting. And the lights were off. He told the story of how he had struggled with partying and drinking, something a lot of people struggle with, especially those with large amounts of money. We were just too young to know. He said he struggled a lot with the alcohol and partying. Personally, I'd like to hear the version that wasn't altered for high schoolers. Or if there is one. Aha. Uh-huh. I can't remember exactly his full story, and I don't want to get into get it wrong, but I think he had a near-death experience, or his mom thought he was going going through it. Um, and when she said she was hearing about your mom being heartbroken, that really hurt her. And she said you made you made them reflect a lot on themselves and think about their own moms and their own choices and how that affected other people as well. And um, and to think about the decisions they were going to face. They get everyone in the audience a little teary-eyed, definitely all the teachers. He had me feeling grateful and hopeful, even inside a school where I almost always had no hope. I sat alone in the audience since I had been there just less than a year. I still hadn't made any friends, but before we were excused, he let us know of ways we could contact him on social media and to never feel alone. When she sent me that, like, I teared up thinking that this friend of mine that I met through doing the different comic conventions remembered you from six years ago by a simple picture I put up. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me. You know, I, I always find that by by touching someone's heart is how you can change their mind. And um, it's just beautiful. Those are the letters I get every day. And um, it's nice to hear one from six years ago, too. You know, this is my I, I'm going into my 13th year presenting at schools. And, um, you know, obviously, at, when you speak at a, a school, you have to be, um, you know, politically correct and careful on how you work, use and things like that. And, and I, I get it, you know, but there there is a version that's a little bit stronger than that. And I, I do share that sometimes when they're, I'm in, uh, you know, some some of the more extensive meetings that I go to uh, with uh, drug addiction and things like that. Well, there's, there's the tough love. And sometimes you need to hear the tough love. And it's one of those, like when I was going through some issues of my own, I was brought in with the, the kindness and then hit with the reality. And that's what sh- it shocked me. It's all, like you can't come in, for me anyway, what worked for me is you can't come in and powder puff it the whole way. You have to hit that dose of reality that's going to shock you. Amen. Amen. No. Mark, I got to get a little lighthearted here, um, if you don't mind, just for one second. Something that's been bugging me. (laughs) Something that's been I've wanted to know about you since the uh, WCW days. What what came first, Johnny B. Bad, or you having that that look? Oh my gosh! You kidding me? That was that's Dusty Rhodes all the way. when I when I first came, I, I came. I drove up to um, Atlanta from from Florida just to do, be an enhancement guy and hope to make it someday. You know, one of those young kids that just dreamed of making it. You know, and um, uh, Dusty Rhodes saw me, and he thought that I looked like Little Richard, 
And that's where he came up with that idea. And then he said, I want you to talk like this and act like this and do this. And so he worked with me on it. And it was it was some of the most fun times I've ever had in wrestling was watching Dusty do me, <laughs> you know? No. Oh, Jesus. I can only imagine what that yeah. was. How did like back then? It was so funny. Now, did you have any, like, pushback on that? Because that was back then, that was kind of not something that was being done. Well, you remember something. When you're making $13,000 a year digging swimming pools and someone offers you six figures, you're going to say, well, what do yes. I do? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like I really had a, a, a say in it, but okay. you know, after, after the, the, the character kind of got over, I did ask him after the, I, I believe it was the second year or going into the third year, maybe that I asked him if I could drop like the makeup and some of the feminine equalities that I didn't, think it was i th- didn't think it needed i said let's make it more like a muhammad ali character like a fun you know ran- flamboyant character you know and then he agreed and, it, and we were able to, to drop the makeup and make it a little bit more fun and that's is, sort that, of- is that when the bad blaster came into effect, came into effect? no the bad blaster started right from the beginning actually you know, it was, uh, it was, it, it just, the, the bad blaster just kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> it started off as a small little handheld cannon and it was like two hands and it was, uh, and, and then we started doing crazy things like loading it up with money. So people went crazy when I shot it, you know, do you still have it? I do believe it or not. Yes. That, that you should bring that to your seminars now. Oh yeah, that's what I want to carry around a giant cannon. <laughs> <laughs> what do yeah. you carry it, man? Just a giant cannon. What? I can check this through TSA, right? Well, you go into the high schools, have a shootout hall passes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Now, how many high schools do you? How many? Not just high schools. I know you do everything, but how many like speaking engagements do you do in a year now? Um, in the last in the last five years, we've averaged. Right at two thirty-one. Wow! So you're straight on with your wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's the same crazy travel. The, the good thing is, is that I, I usually take summers off, so I it's really two thirty-one in ten months. Um, but you know, I take I take um, you know pretty much uh, July and August off, and then I get back to it pretty heavily towards the end of August. Now, do you do Joe like Joe just mentioned? He's in with the comic conventions. Do you do wrestling conventions and signings yeah, and stuff like that? I've, done a couple, I've only done a couple of them, and uh, and it's not that I'm opposed to it. It's just that it, they just never really fit into my schedule when I when when I was right. called to do them. And uh, but I I believe I got one coming up. I think it's in gosh I don't even know guys. I think it's October October somewhere in. Oh, I don't want to say. I, I wrote it down, but yeah, we we are scheduled right. to do one. That so people get a chance to still meet you outside of the the talks. Man, I love I love meeting people. You know, I the greatest commandments are love God and love people. Man, I tell you, I really do, and it's it's so much fun to do what I do now because it's it's such it's so different. You know, I mean, gosh, in wrestling, uh, you know, the good thing is you you know you go out there and entertain people, but now I get to go out and entertain, and nobody's hitting me over the head with a chair anymore. So. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's more. It's probably more rewarding now too. Like you entertained the fans and you helped fans. Like wrestling got me through a lot of stuff as a kid. Big time. So you probably didn't realize how much you were helping people then. Where now it's very in your face as to how much you're helping people. Like you said, the letters and stuff you get. So it's probably yeah. more rewarding yeah. now. There's no greater joy than helping another person. You know, if you, I always tell people, you, you want to be happy, help someone else become happy. That's 
a good way of doing it. See, Joe, help me be happy, and you'll be happy, too. Well, I helped you growing up. I used to not you be did. Joe, Joe, Joe was my bully growing up as a kid, and now we're best <laughs> friends. So, But I was so, so much like not a bully, I would just kind of like grab him. Yeah. Kind of like in a hockey fight when the goalies would fight. We kind of <laughs> just yeah. hold each other. Never really fought. Yeah, it was always out of – it was like a bro, older brother type of thing, even and though we're now, the same age. <laughs> Now, Mark, with the um, going back to your traveling for your wrestling and going now to traveling with, with you giving your seminars and your talks, uh, I'm just going to jump on and say I'm sure that, that giving the talks is more rewarding, uh, like personally for you. Um, but, like, is there something you miss about the road, the guys, the stories, the times? I mean, you know, the, we, we just, I, I just um, flew into Atlanta and I stayed with uh, uh, Diamond Dallas Page and me and him went and did the uh, Buff Bagwell uh, podcast. And, this, you know, just sitting around reminiscing about old stories, us three traveled together a lot with WCW. And we had some of the funniest stories that, you know, we, we all shared together. And yeah, sure, you miss that camaraderie and the guys and stuff. Um, the good thing is I travel with a really cool guy that, that it's, it's just a lot of fun. He's really a funny guy and he's always up for stuff. So he's always doing videos and he's, he's kind of funny. And so we, we have a lot of, we, we, we have a lot of fun on the road still. That's awesome. We just don't get in trouble like we used to. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> being, on the road, being on the road and stuff, and you can tell me to shut my mouth here, but you were pretty outspoken at one point about the drugs in wrestling. Well, you know, that was towards the end of my career when, when we when we started losing so many guys, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, it, it just someone needed to say something. Someone needed to stand. But, you know, when I look back on that now and I think what a blessing it was, because now even guys that have, had wrestled for WWE or WCW years ago, they're getting free drug counseling now or yeah. rehab. I mean, we never we never would have gotten that if someone didn't stand up and fight for for these things. So right. It, Get, you know, maybe, you know, a lot of people maybe lost a lot of fans or people didn't like me. But all I look at is, man, maybe it saved some lives. Maybe there, there were some changes. And then the drug testing got so strict now. We don't see a lot of wrestlers dying like they did back in, in our day, you know? Right. And, the, I mean, the steroids aren't as prevalent as they were back then. The guys aren't 400 pounds anymore and bench pressing 600 pounds. The guys that are in the ring now, it's a more natural look. And it's still just as it's still entertaining. Sure, sure. You know, I, I, the, and I, that had a lot to do with 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 some of us that that stood up and, yeah. and and took the bullet for a lot of the guys, you know, and just said, "Hey, let's make some changes," and they did, and which is great. I commend them for it. You know, I got, you know, I got no animosity or bitterness. That's the good thing about life, man. Just go through life with bitterness. I have no regrets. I have no, um, you know, I don't look at it as the enemies or anything like that. That's that's the like you hear so much the bitter old veteran and stuff like that. So it's awesome that you're able to go out there and just be you and be happy and you know you're still in front of crowds every day and yeah. just helping so many people. It, you, you're still wrestling. It's just with a different opponent. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You know, I mean, you, you, whether you're wrestling with depression or you're wrestling with addiction or you're wrestling with bullying it, it's a battle yeah. 
it's it's a battle, and I, I'm in the battle for the, the lives of our children right now, man. I really am, and it's uh, it's so sad when you meet a parent that loses a kid to drug overdose or suicide. It's just heartbreaking. Me and Joe grew up in a town. We grew up in South Boston, Massachusetts. What's up, TIW Mafia? JP here. One of the things that you know we want to try to help you guys out with is obviously staying healthy so you can keep listening to us for a long time. Uh, one of the things that you can do if you want to get your health back on track or you just want to keep your health on track is Athletic Greens. And, you know, they're our new partner. Um, this is something you're going to hear us talk about for hopefully for a long time and hopefully we keep this partnership going. Um, I started taking AG1 because obviously my weight's up. Uh, COVID did a number on me like the rest of us. And I'm going to use this to try to help... Um, try to help get my weight down and just get my health back on track and this is it's lifestyle friendly so whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free gluten free it works with you contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything and still tastes okay it still tastes good supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness which obviously is something me and joe take pretty serious along with the real Yeti. It's it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best. Products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in your, with these winter months that are ending right now, when we don't get as much sunlight. So it will work in the summer as well, guys, I promise you. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give, a free, give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. The epidemic there is just, the past 20 years has been insane, like the amount of people that we've lost to that, so... Or even back before that, JP, when we were teenagers, there was a lot of kids committing suicide yeah. because they couldn't beat the drugs. Right. Yeah, it, it's nuts. Yeah, depression, yeah. suicide, and drugs, they go hand in hand a lot of times, guys. Yes, they absolutely do. Um, now, when you get, I, I got to keep it lighthearted. I know it's a serious, because we hit serious topics and it's just, uh, it gets me. Now, what's your? Do you have a favorite match of all time? Like, what you match know, I, sticks out? You know, I got asked that a lot, and I got actually got a couple of them that that I hate to say that were just one, but there's a couple of them that really stand out. Um, one was uh, flying Brian. We had, I think, it was War Games. Um, we had a really good match. It was like a 30 minute match, and we opened the show, and it turned out to be a, just a really, really yeah. good match. Uh, I always like that. Have of you tried any? friends with his son now uh, his son came out to one of my presentations a couple of years ago before he ever got into wrestling and uh, oh my gosh what a good kid he is so yeah, he's really good kid. Ryan, we've had him on um 
Oh yeah, yeah he's cool. a really good kid. Yeah, um, yeah. Just the, what he's doing now is incredible. Yeah, he's gotten so good, man. He's like he's like his dad. He's a, he's a he's a natural man, you know. And then um, I guess another one I really enjoyed was um, um, I wrestled Stone Cold quite a bit. You know, Stunning Steve in WCW and then yeah. Stone Cold WWE. I guess the King of the Ring match we had was pretty good. That's another one that stands out. And then. A lot of them with Diamond Dallas Page. I always liked wrestling Dallas because he just, man, that guy, he just was amazing to, to work with. Uh, you know, he, he was so intense. He didn't feel nothing. And I was uh, sometimes throwing potatoes every once in a while, but uh, he never complained. And I don't know, he just a lot of fun to wrestle because he was such a good friend of mine. So it was like, let's do this, let's do that. And he's like, yeah, let's do this and just do that. We, we'd come back and forth with each other and try all new things and new moves. And we'd go down to the power plant and work out together. So that's why I have a lot of matches with him that really stand out too. Now, you guys, how much say in your matches and like your storylines did you have in WCW? Well, you know, like even the same with WWE's when they give you pretty much like, let's say they're going to go, if it's, television let's say they go you have eight minutes and you're gonna win with whatever move you're, you did you know yeah um, so then it's between you and the and the guy you're working with to kind of figure out what can you do in those eight or ten minutes or whatever the time limit they give you you know so you're and, put, and if you're being put over you want to get his stuff in you know quite a bit that's so you're putting in you're doing live theater you're basically writing a play every night of the week it just being told the beginning and the end. Yeah, you just know that you know that you know the finish, how much time you have, and um, and then you work it out with whoever you're working with to put the story together. Now, on that same match of your favorites, who would you wish you got the chance to work with back in the day that you didn't, and who would you like to work with in any of the current rosters now? Okay, one other match I forgot to mention was Eddie Guerrero was probably. Uh. Probably one of the greatest wrestlers ever. In-ring genius. He was so smooth. He knew everybody's moves. He, he was just incredible, man. I, I just, I forgot, it, that was another one that was really good. But if I had to wrestle, if I could wrestle somebody now, um, or someone I didn't get to wrestle, um, man, Shawn Michaels and I could have probably had a good match. Uh, uh, Seth, Seth Rollins, I think, could have a really good match with him, too. He's a really talented guy. Yeah, I see you uh, and Seth have a very similar style. Yeah. Um, let me think. Another guy I enjoyed wrestling, which was like a night off, was, was Ric Flair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when you seen you were wrestling Ric Flair, it was like, oh, my gosh, night off, you know, except for the chops. Yeah, I was off. just going to say that. I was going to say, even with those chops. Now, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling a Ric Flair. In, in the locker room, does that, does that kind of mean you made it? Um, you know what? It was weird because when I first got, like when I first signed up, when I first made it into WCW, I was so new. I only wrestled a few matches. I was so green. And here I am wrestling Sting and Cactus Jack and, and you know, all these stars that I really didn't even know what the heck I was doing. I was so green out there, you know? But it was funny because when you wrestle Ric Flair, he doesn't, he don't go over nothing. He just says, just listen to me out there, brother. You know, and you get out in the ring and you have no idea. He, he basically just flips himself around and knocks himself down. And you just kind of follow through with it. You know, he's just so talented. He's been around so long that it was just, it was easy. It was fun to work with him. That's, 
And that's you just described his style perfect. The the there wasn't just a bump with Flair. It was always a flip. And you know, you know what was so funny wrestling Ric Flair. I remember wrestling him in um, in Germany. It was the uh, we were doing the European Cup out there, and I went to I don't know if it was a quarter or semifinals against him. I can't remember now. But anyways. When I was a kid watching him, I always remembered him, put it out his hands. When you go to grab him, he does that, woo, he does his walk, you know? Yeah. And when we got in the ring, remember, I never talked to him before the match. I had no idea what we were doing. All I, was, all I knew was the finish. And um, he puts his hands out, so I went to grab him, and he does that. And it was like deja vu to when I was a kid. It was so weird. It was like so surreal. I'm in the ring with Ric Flair. You know, it was crazy. And then, you know, you know the bumps he does, you throw him in the corner, he flips over the rope, yeah. he flows like It's like, doing, like I knew all his moves, you know, and it was just just so much fun. Now, when you go on Google and you type in Mark Merrill verse, do you have any idea what the first thing to pop up is? I, I have no idea. What What is it? Butterbean. Butterbean. Oh, gosh, that was a, a funny story about Butterbean, okay? He was a he was such a nice guy, really nice guy, and he was a legit badass. You know, I mean, he knocked silly. Um, so, anyways, the the deal in that that match was uh, that tough man contest. I fought Butterbean was uh, there was a there was stools that we would sit on in the corner, and then when they take them out, they put them underneath the ring. Well, there was one school that stool that was gimmick. So when you when you hit uh, Bean at the end of the match over the head, it just shatters in pieces. You know. <laughs> yep. well, the guy that was working my corner, Ray Rinaldi, he handed me the wrong stool. He handed me my actual stool. So I, I at the end of the thing, I'm thinking, I'm going to really hit him hard because it's just going to shatter. He's not even going to feel it. Well, it didn't break. It's good open his head. And then I, I had to hit him again and again. And finally, the top of the chair just came loose and fell off. And we went out to dinner that night, and he goes, hey, Mark, that that chair really hurts. <laughs> I go, yeah. <"Well, laughs> sorry about that. It didn't break away the way we thought. Oops. How often does that happen where something gets supposed to be um, You know what, guys? Over the years, you see a lot of things that happen that weren't supposed to happen. Yeah. I was um, I was with Cactus Jack when his ear got torn off in the ring, sitting next to him in the locker room when they brought his ear back. Um, so there's a lot of things I've seen that weren't supposed to happen that happened yeah. or they were supposed to happen and didn't happen. Yeah. So there's a, you know, there's, I don't know. It's just a, you just never know because it's, if it's, it's all live theater, anything can happen. Now, how can people find out where you're going to be with the champion of choice? And just go to our website, which is think. Pause and pause is P O Z as in zebra. Think pause.org O R G. And you can get our there's event page that lists all our upcoming events, and uh, we're already scheduling into next year. Another cool thing we're going to um, we're going to uh, the UK in November for a UK tour with schools out there. We can link that to one of our uh, uh, website we're affiliated with it, yeah. it's based out of the UK. Oh, cool. And we'll make sure that that gets put up there. I'm really looking forward to that. That's exciting. We just came back from Guatemala. We did Guatemala oh. in the school this year. And uh, we even went to Russia and did schools in Russia. Now, do you, speak cool. a diff- do you speak different languages? Or do you do it in English and they have someone to translate? 
they have they have interpreters in Russia. They had an interpreter that that stood right on the in the in the um, on stage with me and, and did a, he did a great job too. We we never missed a beat. And then in Guatemala it was really cool because all the kids spoke English. But when we did the the parent night, we had about eight hundred parents show up, and they they wore uh, earpieces where they had two translators in these glass booths that translated for them. Oh, that's pretty. That is cool. It was really well done, and we never missed a beat there too. They just asked they asked me to go a little slower for the translation, you know. Yeah. And I, and I did so. It, it was like if it's an hour speech, it took me like an hour and fifteen, you know. Now, in your speeches, if it's not at a high school, is it something people can typically buy tickets for, or is that a kind of buy event type of thing? No, they're, they're not paid. I mean, we always do. We do like churches and corporations and, and schools, so there's not really a a paid venue. Uh, okay. Which you know, we're sponsored by someone, so you know it's it's great that anybody can go isn't you know having to spend money. So you just have to find out where you're going to be, and people can show up, or maybe contact before and make yeah. sure there's seats available. Exactly, guys. I if you guys haven't seen Mark's Twitter and Facebook and stuff, like he you you post the the end result with everybody cheering, and the amount you get out of those crowds is probably more than anybody gets out of like wrestling crowds like the how into it they are and i think that's always cool and it's very uplifting you know i took a lot of stuff that you learn from wrestling like doing the presentations a lot of presenters get up on stage and they just tell stories but i actually have the screens behind me and as i'm talking about things they're happening behind me or there's pictures of my family or videos or something's going on so it's kind of captivating and then you know i tell the story about my little brother and sister, my mother, my father. And when I tell the stories, the kids don't know that they're all dead. So when they hear the stories that they died, it was like, oh, my God. Now, most people know about my mother because that video went viral and millions of people yeah. saw it. But they don't know. Most of them don't know about my little brother and sister and my, and my dad. So when they see that, that those parts are going, oh, my gosh, I thought his mom just died. But it's, it's really powerful. But it makes – so many times we take for granted the very things in life we should appreciate. And I got so many letters from parents that say their kid came home and apologized or told mom much they loved them. Really cool stuff. That's – yeah, you're bringing families closer together. So It's great that you can take your tragedy and turn it into such a positive. Brother, it's exactly what you're doing when you tell your story about addiction or depression or, or anxiety. You're doing the same thing, and that's so beautiful. That's why I said I'm so glad you do that because we all should do that. We all should want to help other people. We have to. That's what we're here for. Whether it's through wrestling or talking on the stage or putting out a little bit of a podcast. And like usually on every podcast, JP and I tend to touch on depression or, or some kind of mental health or addiction issue, usually all the same. We always throw a few minutes in there. And it's just that, you know, we might have that one person that found us by because it was a, a Facebook post that was shared, and they're listening, and they like wrestling, but they don't know anybody else, and boom. Hey, I like wrestling, and I have depression. So don't those guys. I'm going to talk to them, and they'll reach out. That's yeah. what I hope for. Oh, that's awesome, guys. Do you guys go to a lot of the like independent events in in Boston area? Yeah, yeah. Everyone we can. Yeah. Is there is there some good stuff out there? Like good shows? Yeah, there are some. We have. I I think we have some of the best in the country. But I'm biased because I haven't been too far out of here, other than New York and New Jersey for shows. I used to travel. I used to do go to two or three shows on the weekends, and I would help both do security, ring crew, and stuff. So. 
Yeah, we have Beyond Wrestling up here, which runs out of Worcester, Mass. And they get a weekly Wednesday night TV web show that they put yeah. out their product. And they have, uh, they have some really good talent. They just had, uh, two weeks ago, we watched uh, Joey Ginella was in the house. He's uh, big on uh, AEW. AEW. Then they got Ant, uh, Retro AG Anthony Green, who is just made, just on WWE TV last night with uh, their Evolve show. Oh, very cool. So we get a lot of guys. And yeah. Funny Wasn't John Cena from your area? Say that again? Was John Cena from your area? Yeah, he's from about, he's about maybe an hour, yes. hour and a half north of us. Okay. He trained, from, he trained out Rock, on the West Coast. Okay. He cool. trained out on the West Coast. So he only did a couple of shows here right before he signed. Uh, he did a handful of shows in the area, but from what I understand, he spent most of his time at West Coast. His father, um, I don't know if you've ever met his father. His father does a lot of independent shows around here as a manager or GM, whatever they need. Okay, cool. His father's, they, his father's they, they, a character. They, good? they draw pretty good? Um, two to three hundred for a lot okay. of them, yeah. It's, it's not, you know... It's not what I heard it was in like the '90s and stuff with the um, on the independents, but it's still you get a good crowd out of a lot of these shows. The Beyond Show Joe was talking about—they only set up about 50 chairs and they get about 250 people standing up around the ring. Oh wow! Well, that's it's good. A, it brings back the old ECW ways where yeah. they're up there and in their face. Now, do you do do you do How a lot of independents? How many um, people did the ECW draw back in those at that venue? I mean, the arena is not huge. Yeah, I uh, I've been I've been in the arena for different shows. I, I want to say that would only hold like four fifty tops. Okay, okay, and on TV it looks packed. You know, it's just right. Cheap. Well, that's the one camera angle too. Yeah, that's. They they set those chairs up really well in that. Now, do you do do you go to independent shows or do you do any independent bookings? I I no I I haven't done any. I mean I've been just been guys I've been so crazy busy with this for so many years. You know it's uh the you know the last thing I want to do when I'm on a day off is is travel or go somewhere. Right. You know? Yeah, and you don't yeah. Yeah, no, the independent scene right now is, is really good, and a lot of these companies have, with online, a lot of these companies have that extra place that they can go. There's a bunch of websites out there, and that's basically all they do is broadcast independent shows. And with the dawn of the internet and the Facebook and everything being social media being out there, these independent companies that used to be just like nothing are huge now. They have massive followings. Yeah, that's all right. So, no, Mark, do you know if you're going to be up our way anytime soon? Yeah, I know you said you take the summer off. You know what, guys? Um, we're always adding, we, we just we just added like 24 new venue, new, new events, uh, for September and October. But when you guys get a chance, check out uh, our website, uh, bigpaws.org. Go to the events page, and uh, every once in a while, check it out. But we do go to we do go to Boston area a couple times a year. I'd love right. to see you. Well, we'll be in the house if we see you yeah. out there. Yeah, make a point right. to introduce ourselves to you. 
do a follow-up. How can people get you? Outside of Think Pause, how can people get in touch with you? Facebook, Twitter, and that type of thing. Facebook, it's the Mark Merrow page. Uh, Mark is with a C, M-A-R-C-M-A-R-O page. And then um, on Instagram and Twitter, it's just my name, Mark Merrow. That's... I always forget about Instagram. That's like the, I'm an old man. I'm 45. Those are the, that's the young kids venue at this point. Yeah, that's, that's why I got it. Cause I, I really connect with a lot of kids. Most of yeah. my stuff is through Instagram now. Well, and Mark, I noticed when I posted the, the picture earlier and you shared it, and I looked through who, who liked it, the, your share, it was a lot of younger kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think they're following you from that. And I like that they're, they're not just giving you the like and then like you're away. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're forgotten about from them and like they're staying with you. So your message is definitely sticking. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. That's a pre Mark. And you got to look at it like this. Like you're not touching wrestling fans. You're touching everybody. Cause a lot of these kids, they're probably not wrestling fans at all. And uh, sadly, a lot of them don't know what WCW would be. You know, it's funny because when, whenever we announce wrestling, we always say I'm a w, former WWE wrestler because most of these kids were, weren't around when WCW wrestling was around, right. you know? They look at WWE as the, as, the, as the only game in town, really. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it is. But, Mark, I won't take, we won't take up any more of your time. I'll, I appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. Uh, thank you, guys. It was great talking to you, and um, hopefully I'll see you guys when I'm up in Boston. Yes, you will. Absolutely. I'm Thank gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk a few promoters into talking into some bookings. Yeah, well, if you're up here on one of those nights and if you're here that night and you're doing your doing your talk during the day, come to the show at night. There you go. All right, Mark. All right, take care, guys. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. All right, bye bye. 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 Yes, that was a legend. Like Mark Marrow, Johnny. I I was a Johnny B. Bad fan. We didn't even talk Johnny about B. marvelous. Bad. We didn't even talk about marvelous Mark Marrow. So we're gonna have to get him back on. We didn't even touch on his feud with his ex-wife. No, I, I purposely stayed away from that one. I did too. That's why I only mentioned it now. Yeah, that's. But guys, this it's just crazy. We're back, Joe. We're back. We're back, yeah. And We're getting, you know, he's dropping names of people on the show that, who knows, maybe they'll come in. That's it. I mean, well, here's the thing. It's like, I mean, we've had Filman Jr. Filman Jr. is the future. He, that kid's not going to be on. He's only been, he been training, I want to say, a year and a half. And out of that, he's been injured for half of it. And he's making the name he's making. And he's, at first... He didn't want to be junior. He wanted to be the second. He wanted to not be known as being under his father's thing. When he was on the show with Yeti, Yeti said to him, dude, be junior. Like, it's it's what you are, you know? And yep. then someone else got in his ear. I think Davey Boy got in his ear and said, no, 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 no. You're Brian, you're Brian Pillman Jr. with a new R Foundation. That's the way it is. That's, but, guys, that's all. I'm going to edit this out. Get this up to you this week as soon as possible. And that's all. All right. It's his thing tonight. You didn't have any clown shoes beer tonight. I didn't. I was drinking. So I didn't. I knew Mark was very Christian uh, and very positive, and I didn't want to 
Uh, I I was going to have one of the bigger ones and one of the higher volume ones. And I might have said fuck or something. Is this the first show we haven't sworn with a guest on? No. Maybe. <laughs> Recently, be. anyway, since I've yeah. been back. Yeah. The first show be. I haven't dropped that special word. No. No. Clown shoes? That other one. You know, I can't say with clown shoes. Yeah. Don't do that because I'm editing this one. <laughs> I might leave it in. But that's... Yeah, it's been a week, guys, and there's so much, like, I, I hate to sound like that guy. There's so much more coming on and just coming up. And I just want to say this, too. While people are listening to this on Wednesday, you'll be editing our interview tomorrow night with Chance Profit. Oh, that's tomorrow, huh? Yes, it is. And I think we got one more maybe tomorrow, too. Who else we got? Uh, we're getting Selena back, I think, I think okay. again. And I, you saw my post earlier about my little side endeavor I want to do for yeah. us. What do you think about that? I think it'll be fun. I don't know. I don't think to do it on the mainstream. I think to do that as, like I say, as a side project. As yeah, a no. In between weeks. Yeah, we can set up different. That's the beauty thing with uh, being a part of the Spreaker family like we are. Spreaker.com, although you can get us everywhere, Spreaker.com. Check out Spreaker. <laughs> and the beauty of doing that the is they, they're really good to us. And we can set up different shows. I mean, we could technically Chris Cash things if we wanted, but that's not what I want to do. it do. right? Yeah, it's not, and it's not really what I want to do. I don't want to be... I'll put over shows all the time, like um, Chris Rucker. His son Trey had his uh, brain aneurysm surgery today, so I hope that went well. I haven't heard. Oh, from best him. of luck with that. I'm praying for that. You know, Team Trey all the way. You know, the Irish whip is there. Oh uh, yeah, he's Trey's part of the uh, Trey's part of the mafia. I sent Chris a text earlier saying, "Ignore this until everything's good," but I hope everything's good. Hell you know, yeah. just so he knows we're thinking about him. Um, so Trey. I can't believe how much you're fighting and doing so good, buddy. Keep it up. I'm going to say this now, and if Rucker hears it, if not, if you want to reach out to him, tell him. When Trey's better, I want him on the show. Oh, yeah. I want Trey on the show. We'll do that. We'll have him make fun of his father. Exactly. We had a kid on the show before. We did. We had a couple. Yeah. We had a young Anthony Green. 12-year-old? We had a young Caleb Seltzer. Yeah. We had yeah. Big Al, the uh, the autistic Big Al. Yes. So, but guys, and that was you. You found Al, I think, didn't you? I found a lot of weirdos. <laughs> Not that he's weirdo. You know what I mean. <laughs> That's a, a lot of. I'm a weirdo. I don't mean it. Yeah, no I negative connotation. Put him down. I don't mean it as a negative. No negative connotation there. You know. Guys, I'm gonna go edit this now, probably in. We'll get it up, and then we'll send it over to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Will we get all of our wrestling news? I'm just kidding. That's just and one more thing I want to put out there to the to the masses that are listening to us. Um, I can actually say that it's a masses now based on our downloads. Not just, like, hey, to the four not just of you my mass. Like what used to be like to the four of you listening, and one's my kids and one's your mother. My mother never listened. Funny story. But she she told you, but uh. I would like, if anybody has any suggestions of people they want us to get on, shoot us an email. Shoot us, you know, 
shoot me a DM, shoot something, just get get us a name. We'll do our best to get him on. Can't say we will, but we'll do our best. Yeah, that's all we can do. And you know, meet guys like Mark and becoming friends with him is gonna just help. And exactly, um, and it with my side project that doesn't have to be wrestling. My side right. project is to take other people outside the wrestling world and talk to them about wrestling. So wrestling. So shoot oh. some names at us, guys. And we'll be at some live shows with some stuff. Uh, Jay Rubin, we'll be at Beyond on Wednesday. Shout out to him. We will be at we'll be at Beyond. Can't miss us. We're the two big guys. Yeah, and we'll. Ha- I think we're gonna have our logo shirts on too. Maybe. I uh, I'm pretty sure I will. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh. All righty. Well, I'm gonna sign off and head off to my daughter's softball game. <laughs> Tell her to stay on her feet this time. <laughs> you like that video, huh? That was funny. <laughs> All right, everybody. TIW Mafia. I'm Big Joe. I'm signing out. See you next Tuesday. All right. That-